Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting podcast. Hey, if you haven't followed us yet on iTunes or SoundCloud, be sure to do that on our webpage. You can do that on the contact section of our website at getnewfrequency.com. Tonight's episode is a wonderful piece for you called The Bella Vista Motel. To introduce it with me is the narrator of the piece, Jeff Hoheimer. Hello. Hi, everybody. The awesome Jeff Hoheimer here. Thanks, so Matt. you created such a u- unique voice in this. Talk about uh, finding the narrator. It was a different character for you than I've seen you perform a lot with us. Yeah, yeah. It was not it, w- it was a more serious piece, more dramatic than I usually uh, was offered. But uh, again, I, I look back at every piece with gratitude, man. It was such a treat to be a part of New yeah, Frequency. It was, it was. It was, it, I remember the day we auditioned and uh, seeing Todd Sherry for the first time and <laughs> just going, am I going to get a part in this thing? I thought I was a shoo-in, but I might not. There's a lot of talented people here. That was That was an amazing experience and to get the part and to get cast and oh I'm gonna cry no but um (laughs) this particular piece um I worked really hard on it and I was trying to make it a lot more conversational than most noir typical pieces are yeah because this is essentially like a noir uh, a noir tale absolutely uh, in this one and you you're very much a noir narrator in this yeah and I didn't think that way as the actor performing (laughs) it initially so I had to get uh directed by Mm -hmm. you graciously and uh you spun my performance around to where it needed to be for what actually ended up being in the piece but um that just shows I I worked really hard in not to get stuck in a way of saying things and that's that's why I kind of broke it up and tried to make it different but I knew it so well when I got to rehearsal with you that I could accept direction and go any way you wanted. Right. And that was because I, I really worked hard on that right. script. And narration like this is particularly difficult to do because you are you have to be very much like on the copy. You're not mm-hmm. really interacting with anybody else in that piece. You are the voice to the audience, essentially. So there can't really be you know any stumbles or no. anything because you are the voice of the piece that should be sort of like tone perfect. Right, right. And you don't... Um, and now I'll stumble. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but no, it's just that uh, exactly that. And that um, you can't have be like cold reading that. Sure. You know, you, right. have, you have to have it in you as much as, it, as, as a memorized piece. But do, you do stick to the text. And that way uh, it's, just, it's just there to reassure you. Absolutely. But you should have it really down before uh, the live performance, <laughs> yeah, ideally. absolutely. But, um, yeah, because it's real easy to make a piece like this sound real reedy. Yeah, absolutely. When I hear your narration in this, it makes me very much, you know, think of, like, Rod Serling, Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. That's, well, the piece is very Twilight Zone. Yeah, it is. Right? And I think that, to me, in creating this piece, it's one of the th- the, the real representations of what I wanted New Frequency to mm-hmm. be, which was take old you know, school kind of radio drama formats that have been so classic over the years and turn them on its head. Mm. This piece is a noir that is also a detective story, that's also a gangster story, mm-hmm. that's also a ghost story, all set in Texas. Also a war picture at And that time. <laughs> it has flashbacks to a war. Yeah. And I think that to me is what I really loved that New Frequency did. We bent genres, mm. we combined them all together, we took that kind of old school format and really grounded it in new stories. And this one to me is really mature and very grounded. Very and I'm, sophisticated use so the mics we backed off to Absolutely. make it sound like the we were farther audio away. Was, we the worked Foley really hard. was spot on on that. That was everyone really came together beautifully for this ensemble yeah, piece. I think actually. so too. It's and one of the ones I'm really proud of. And Jay Underwood, Jay. Um, you know, you might know him from from film and TVs and everything from Flying Boy Who Could was, Fly, Boy Who Could, could fly, fly, Uncle Buck. He's been on X Files. Yeah, and joined our cast and was really great. And he's such a wonderful voice in this, and uh, to compliment yours. And yeah, it's all set down in like a like a weird motel in Texas, but. 
but it really takes place in like the war in Jersey and gangsters and all I that. I remember just before we hit the stage about to do this piece that Jay was really kind of um, second guessing himself, but really complimenting the rest of us by that. He's like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to snuff with all you guys. And I'm like, oh, he was amazing. Yeah, he, he was, was more great. than up to snuff. Yeah. He was great. Fantastic. He, he, I think half of, of, what, uh, of doing a performance like this is just committing. Mm. Getting on that microphone with confidence and committing. Mm. That was what I would always tell everybody is just attack. Just step up there with some choice and attack. And some butterflies are good because that just means you can. Yeah, particularly for this character too. He was having his own demons oh, and he was, he was, it was good to kind of use that. And I think Jay really used what he was feeling. This might have been his actual first show with us, I, I think, think and maybe uh, the first piece that he had starred in with us. So you, you you can really, you know, hear this 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 beautiful maturation through his even through this piece with with his voice, which is really nice. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I guess we've complimented ourselves <laughs> enough on this piece. Well, thank you very much for for all the direction oh, you gave absolutely. me, Matt, and the, and the opportunity was just. Of course. I am so grateful. Many more to come. Let's Everybody, do it. enjoy this one. It's called the Bella Vista Motel. <laughs> New frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful reaction. In one. New frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. Calling all freaks. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take you back in time a little bit to Homeland America during World War II and a Texas motel that serves as a hideout for New York City gangsters. But this isn't just any motel, because the FBI agent who was killed here trying to expose its secrets now haunts this motel. But right now it's check-in time, and the latest guest, Joey Sacco, is about to be haunted by ghosts of his own at the Bella Vista Motel. October 9th, 1943, Special Agent Liam Ramil, Federal Bureau of Investigation reporting Crockett County, Texas, just outside the town of Ozona, a place you could call the middle of nowhere, the Bella Vista Motel. This is my field office now, has been ever since I... I was dispatched here in 1942 to gather evidence against the gangsters that were using this place as a safe haven. Brought all the skill and craft that Bureau had hammered into me, I thought I was pretty good. Turns out motel's enforcer, Romeo, he was better. The night he killed me, I never even saw him coming. Now let's just say he can't see me, except in his nightmares. I walk freely through this way station for the damned, serving witness to the malignancy I sought to exterminate. I go on, gathering evidence. Even though I didn't ask for this position, I'll do the best I can. I file my reports with the hopes that someday someone will believe, that someone will try and shut down this insult to law and order. If only someone could. This place is operated by criminals, but it's owned by the forces from beyond. I should know. Mine is the testimony you'll hear tonight. Just one of the many mysteries of the Bella Vista Motel. Night is when they come crawling in off the road. And like so many other guests, he arrived under the cover of night, avoiding the exposure the sun inflicts on a scarred man. He came to nurse the wounds he just couldn't hide under New York's lights, the lights that never turn off, and it was the Bella Vista's darkness he chose for shelter. But Joe Sacco couldn't have known. There is no shelter here. Just a snaking tunnel to hell. Romeo. Hey, come on, Romeo, step it up. Yeah, 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 I'll be 
Uh, hey, what do you know? Jack Candle Joe. Thought you weren't due for a week. Yeah, well, things is getting hot back in the city, huh? Draft board came around again yesterday and hassled Ma. Yeah, Mr. G told me. Told me you'd be trying out our little safe house here. Staying out of the fighting with Uncle Sam's blessing. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm supposed to be uh, an essential worker on some farm, right? That's Flatbuster, our farm, right here. Indispensable to the war effort. Gotta keep our boys in fresh olive oil. Yeah, whatever, aces. Also told me you'd be coming in with the, uh... Latest load of dope. Is that about the score? Yeah, yeah, out in the truck. I'll take care of that then. Hey, Slappy! Come in here. This here's Slappy. Slappy, Jack Handle, Joe Sacco. One of Luciano's trouble boys. Joe's gonna be staying with us for some time. Ah, uh, another official draft dodger, huh? Hey, why don't you shut your head, kid? Or I'll close it for good. Oh, don't get steamed, Joe. Hey, Slappy, I don't remember hearing you expressing any desire to scrap with Jerry or the Japs. I'm sorry, Romeo. Sorry, Joe. I didn't mean nothing. Yeah, he said he was sorry, Joe. He's just a kid. Shake hands. Play nice. Yeah, I'd rather it fall off and touch him. Oh, God. Have it your way. Slappy, uh, start getting that shipment unloaded. Sure thing, boss. I can see the land of the living as well as they themselves, maybe even better. I see right through the images they project to what's buried deep inside. In Romeo, captain of his own little kingdom out in nowhere, I still saw a strange kind of hope. A flame, slowly steadily guttering down, feeding off the memories of big city grandeur deferred. In Salvador Greco, Romeo's young second, he called Slappy, I saw the mark of this cursed place, its essence digging deep into his bones, growing as he did. But what did I see inside their new guest? Joe Sacco? Next to nothing to see inside Joe. So how long a stay should I write you in for, Joe? Oh, I don't know. Indefinite. Nothing but a snarl of memories clinging to a shell that was growing thinner by the breath. Memory is once sweet, now gone so rancid even he couldn't stand the stink. And that was all. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for the chow there, Miss Madge. Hey, your little tomato cook's a dream there, Romeo. Thanks, Joe. Wouldn't think so by the looks of your plate, though. You hardly touched it, Joe. No, I'm just watching my waistline. There's no one to impress here, Joe. Just hospitality to accept gracefully, if you get my meaning. I said I liked it, Buster. So you're leaving already? Yeah, I'm still wiped out from the trip, I guess. Yeah, you've been saying that since you got here three days ago. And Madge here, she made flan. Flan will keep, Romeo. Some people just take a little longer to adjust. Said I was tired, Romeo. Yeah, well, you go take it easy then, Joe. Don't go thinking you're obliged to empty those scotch bottles all alone. That's why we built the lounge for recreation and companionship. Some of the other guys will be playing pool later on, I'm sure. (laughs) You've been too long out of the city, Romeo. Yeah, you just don't get it no more. Oh, that's so... Sacco was partly right. Romeo may have been raised in the city, but since he took the managerial position at the Bella Vista, his future as a player in any city had ground to a halt. Joe, on the other hand, was as much a part of New York as the asphalt, and it was a part of him, so much so that he brought a piece of it with him, all the way out here to Texas. Oh, oh hey there, fellas. Yeah, believe me, nobody's sorrier than me that I couldn't get away sooner. But Romeo was all wrong. Sacco may have been spending his nights chasing the bottom of a bottle, but he wasn't drinking alone. Romeo suspected by now that certain places in the motel were haunted, but what he didn't realize, some people carry their ghosts with them. People like Joe Sacco, who had thoughts only for a time when the old neighborhood was his kingdom, and the taste of food and booze wasn't cut by shame. Yeah, here's for you, Eddie. For Frankie. Double for Junio. Yeah, and a double for me. All right, all set, boys. Let's toast old 163 Street again, huh? Salute. 
Joe cast his mind back to 1938, when living was just a breath between wisecracks and Italy was a place you sent letters to relatives, not bombs. Thinking back to the South Bronx, the summer, and Romas, a place just big enough for he and his pals. Street Trouble yeah. Ball. And we're each rich by five lords. That's what we are. Yeah, hey, I'll drink to that, huh? Yeah, yeah, you drink. I'm buying. Because you're the reason we're stuffing our faces instead of feeding Mr. Luciano's day. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> knock it off, Eddie. I mean, no fooling, Joe. You pulled a pretty wise stunt back there when we were in a pinch. I wish I'd thought that fast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Eddie and Frankie on this one. I mean, it just wouldn't have done if we were caught in the car lot of one of Mr. Luciano's holdouts with nothing to show for ourselves but a bunch of unspent bottle bombs. <laughs> instead, we burned that Welch's lot to the ground thanks to you. Hey, come on, it's just a matter of fighting my way out of a jam. I wouldn't have worked if you smart guys hadn't followed my lead. Oh, yeah, well, you lead, we'll follow, because you're a dilly of a fighter, Joey Sacco. Hey, you know, you should have a proper fighting name, you know, something to be named for, because this is one for the box. Oh, come yeah. on, hey, hey, boosting a jack handle out of a car's boot and smashing windows so the bombs would work better. Ain't all that, Eddie. Yeah. yeah, but it was the way you did it, Joe. Like some kind of a warrior, one right after the other, rolling like a lion. I mean, those Carlock guys, they just stood there like you was a tank rolling through. Right. Yeah, dynamite, Joe. How about that? Oh, oh yeah. all that, he huh? says. Every window on the lot smashed. Every car burned <laughs> from the inside out. Thousand dollars oh, for a hundred yeah. cars. Yeah, how about Joey the fireball, son? Uh, there ain't no way Luciano's gonna forget this, Joe. You were on your way up. Yeah, well, so I, uh, I get a nickname, huh? Jack Handle Joe. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, well, hey, I gotta admit, it's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, huh? yeah well, yeah. get used to it, because you're not only our brother in arms, you're a living legend. <laughs> Jack Handle Joe, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why not, yeah. huh? <laughs> Jack but now it was 1943, and it had been a long time since that living legend had considered himself really living. Ah, uh, jack-handled Joe, huh? Yeah, more like the king of the smashing brain. Yeah, but what do I do, huh, when I'm the only legend living? When everyone else is smashed and burned? It wasn't long before Romeo realized having Joe Sacco as a guest was a liability to the Bella Vista. They had the draft board to worry about, an image to uphold that required cooperation, even from the hardened toughs like Joe. Romeo didn't allow threats to his order to stand. Romeo was a man of action, and being chained to a desk hadn't changed that. It just made him need to protect what was his all the more. Hey, Joe, you in there? Oh, go away. Open up, Joe. Room service. Yeah, come on. What do you want, Romeo? It ain't a sunny day till I've seen your mug. So open up. I gotta talk to you. Hey, why you got the door locked, Joe? Afraid you'll get pinched by a hick? <laughs> a hick? <laughs> yeah, something like that. There's nothing to be afraid of here, Joe. Not if you're on your best behavior. Yeah, meaning what, pal? Meaning I expect that even a New York big shot like yourself would show some courtesy to his host when he's a guest in his home. Yeah, well, funny, but I remember Mr. G's name being on the slip. They're not yours. Mr. G sent me here to run the joint. Keep it cool enough that the heat won't look twice at it. It's a racket like any other, Joe. We don't need the feds busting it because someone slipped up and made too much noise about our business. Hey, I keep to my own. Now, you're the one who's looking for trouble. If you really thought I was wrong, you'd have called New York days ago. But here we are now, a week into your stay, and we're still buttonheads. Yeah, well, you're not special, okay? I bump heads with everybody. Yeah. I got my own theory why that is. Found these in the trash. Yeah? What are you driving at? Just this. I'm seeing here a stand-up guy who's turning into a fallen-down drunk. And he should get wise to two things. What are those? That he isn't doing himself any good by screaming his head off, alone in his room every night, 
and that I ain't running a flop house here. Yeah, well, you should mind your own business. That's just what I'm doing. That's why I'm cutting you off. I'll see the hell you are. At least till you got your business under control so I can do mine in peace. Hey, don't you mutter me, buddy. Huh? I'm your senior. Maybe so, but it's a done deal. Hey, it ain't right, all right? What do you expect me to do with myself? This ain't exactly Broadway. I'll put your time in with the trees, like the rest of us. Working with plants is very therapeutic. And it ups our odds of passing an inspection if they find a couple of Italians mixed in with the wetbacks well, in the Well, get my hands dirty like a Mexican, huh? Hey, well. you ain't serious. Who do you think you are, desk jockey? I'll wring your damn neck. You're welcome to try it, friend. But otherwise, if you stay here, you stay by the new rule. The fun's over. Oh, the fun's over, huh? Joe had heard that line before, and he was starting to believe it. He hadn't had fun since the first time he heard it back in the Bronx. He didn't believe it then. He remembered. It wasn't all that long ago. Eleven months, handful of lifetimes, September 1942, back when he was a different person. At least, so it seemed. Yeah, like hell the fun's over, huh? Hey, and we ain't parting our separate ways neither, no. We're gonna be together no matter what now. Especially not for some damn foreign war, huh? I mean, look what you're doing to your mother, Frankie. Jesus, she's all upset with this crazy talk. Oh, please, Frank, listen to Joe. Look, Ma, will you go back inside until we get this worked out like I asked no, you? Look, it ain't like that, Joe. I, I think I think it's our country's war no matter what side of the lake you think yeah. yourself standing on. Oh, come on, why, huh? We ain't Europeans. We ain't Americans. We're a nation apart. Oh, we're Italians. Yeah. No, Frankie, Frankie boy, please. Hey, come on, we're a family that's on its own, huh? The government is just another gang in a better position than we are, and they don't cut us in for much. Hey, remember how they were saying that, uh, you know, we wouldn't be getting into any European wars only a year ago, huh? Well, only nine months? And now they're all rattling their swords, calling for blood. They were selling peace, and we were buying wholesale even after the Japs hit us. But it never was a foreign war, Joe. Now, we all got folks back there in the old country. Hey, and they would want us to take care of our own, huh? They would take care of themselves if they could. But the point is, they can't. They're under a dictator, and we're the only ones with the strength to knock them down. Please, listen to you with your high-minded words, huh, dictator? Well, the radio feeds you that so you get hot enough you actually think that you're in the right when you try to save people by blowing them away. Well, somebody has to try. I mean, we gotta try, Joe. No, no, uh -uh, no, uh -uh, no way, no how. No, I'm not gonna be the one who fires a shell and wipes out my grandparents' house in Naples in order to liberate them. Or get shot in half trying to fight a war of a bunch of saps who believe in a grift like a war for peace. Then you're saying you're not gonna fight the war for us. No, 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 no. See, you ain't gotta fight. No, they're suckering you. Now, I'm the leader of this batch, huh? Why won't you boys listen oh, to me? it's always been you lead, we follow. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And I say that we go to the Bella Vista. And we lay low on the desert and we do our part for the family by staying alive. Oh, my God, Frank, won't you listen to him? You you can tear up that draft card. They can't take you if you go to work in Texas. Oh, not this time, Joe, no. I am going, I am going, Ma. And I am going because I don't hide from a fight when my family is dying. Yeah, we're going with you, Frank, all the way. And you should too, Joe. No matter who tells you it's right to go on the lam, they're mixed up. You should stick by your pals. Yeah. We need you now, you're the leader. Oh, come on, Junio. Oh, no, no way. No, not when my pals are looking to get played by our two-faced government and blown into dog food for it. Look, if they didn't have the Germans to fool with, they'd just as soon shoot you full of federal lead for cutting into their action, huh? No way. Well, if that's the way you really feel, Joey, then you just go ahead and walk. Yeah, well, I will. And I'm going to be whistling when I walk, you punks. Uh, see you around, Joe. See you around, Joe. So Joe stayed and dug a grave for his self-respect deep in New York's hard streets. And when he was done digging and tired of going nowhere but down, he came to the Bella Vista. He tried to escape the failure he'd made of himself in New York, to escape the draft notice he'd finally received, and to escape the neighborhood 
it was nothing but a ghost town. Ah, Frankie, Eddie, Junio, all gone now. Jesus, why didn't they listen to me? Oh, God. But he couldn't run far enough for that. And now he was damned if he was staying under Romeo's rules. Not when his friends were only alive inside a bottle. Not when they were only alive inside his head. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that two-bit goon is dumb enough and try to keep me out of a box, huh? Ah, here we go. Yeah, nice safe, Romeo. Yeah, courtesy of Mr. G, no doubt, huh? Yeah, well, too bad this yegg's good for busting even the latest models. Aces, Joe. You're almost there. Yeah, almost there. Ah, yeah, now for getting my juice back. What? Oh, no. Oh, that bum. He's all dry. Look again, Joe. Hey, hey, what's that there? Yeah, yeah, classy heater, Romeo, huh? All right, forty-five caliber Thompson, the old egg beater. Officer's model, just like mine was. Oh, yeah, yeah, this'll do for some fun, huh? I'll say, hey, this baby's got feeling, yeah, balanced like a dancer. Hey, would you look at the shine on it? Yeah, well, maybe this ain't booze, but, uh, yeah, it's a means to an end. Best to head back to the room and figure out what that end is. Hey, who's there? Who's there? Come on out! Hey, I'll shoot you full of holes, Joker. You won't be laughing then, huh? Wait for my Okay, I gotta get hold now. Oh, jeez, what am I so scared of, huh? Okay, nothing can hurt me in my room here. Not now that I got this gun. <laughs> oh, that's right. Romeo drops in again, man. I'll give him a little surprise. We'll all give him a surprise, Jack Handel. What, Frankie? Oh, get out of my head, Frankie. I mean, how can I still hear their voices so clear after all this time? I gotta get a hold of myself. Oh, Jesus, I need a drink. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe being out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's making me crack. I mean, uh, hearing the voices and talking to myself. Walking around my room with a loaded machine gun? <laughs> oh, I must be crazy. Oh, jeez, oh, jeez, jeez, I'm so tired. Oh, that's it, that's it. I, I just need some shut-eye. Tired. Shut-eye, I'll, I'll be all right down here. Romeo, what do you got to go around with that tragic, worried expression on your face for? Spoils your looks, baby. Ah, one of the guns is missing. Out of the safe, even. Not the Tommy gun. The one that turned around on Fabs. Yeah, you guessed it, doll. Oh, I wish you'd gotten rid of that crazy thing. You don't think Joe... I don't know, maybe. He's out of his mind, drunk or sober, as far as I can see. Oh, you can't help but drunk like him, Romeo. His blood's gone poison. Just keep getting meaner, I know. I'm not so worried about helping him anymore, Madge. Now he's got that trench broom, I'm worried about helping us. I thought I'd get a heater on my own. Be careful. Yeah. Always. No one was sleeping easy that night at the Bella Vista. Not Romeo or Madge who didn't see a happy end in sight. Not Joe Sacco who saw the telegrams with the War Department with his friend's name on it every time he closed his eyes. Not Joe's friends either. Psst. Hey, Joe. 
you gonna sleep straight through the war? Huh? What? Who's there? Oh, come on. Come on, Joe. Don't go weak, sister. Now, just... Oh, you're just dreaming again. Oh, something like that, but not quite. Guess again, Joe. No, 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 no. Calm down, Joe. Just calm... Stop! Stop thinking in Frankie's voice! Oh, you are so thick, Jack Handel. Oh, stop it! Jeez, why can I still hear him? Because I am right here, Joe. No, the hell you are! I must be going off the track! We're all here, Joe. Still waiting for you to lead us, Mr. Living Legend. No, see, no dice, Junio. You're dead, pal. You're all as you're dead. Oh, that's about the size of it. I bought it first. One to the kisser in Tunisia. Can you believe it? Tunisia. Is that even in Italy? Oh, see, I warned you, Frankie. Hey, don't you blame me. And I was next. Sicily, up close in a kraut counterattack. Look at this, I got a little souvenir. No, no, I don't want to see that, Junio. Yeah, come on, look, Joe. You can see he left his knife in me. Nice guy, huh? Oh, Jesus, you're really here. Yeah, all of us. Can you believe I held out the longest? I got all the way up from private just to end up another dead sergeant. (laughs) Me, a sergeant. (laughs) That's a laugh. Oh, Christ, Eddie, there ain't nothing left of you. Yeah, then a shell on Solano let all the daylight no, but see, you, 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 you were all planted, huh? You should stay below ground. We still need you to lead us, Joe. You promised we'd be together, and you gotta own no, up. No, no, I'm gonna go when it's my time, you hear me? My time. Nah. I got years. Nah, your year's over, too. You know it yourself, Jack Handel. You're not a living legend. You're a walking oh, dead come man. on, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't my fault. We were in it, and that made it your fault. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Please, God, forgive me. I know. So come on. Are you coming, or are you gonna stay? You don't belong here, Joe. You were always with us. Oh, yeah. Wasting time. We have got a beach to storm. Hey, Joe, what's the ruckus, Joe? You ready? You ready? You got your piece? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I got a gun. Uh, what are you, you threatening me, Joe? That's the spirit, Joey. Time to get in the war. But how do I get out of here? I, I can't see a way out. There's always another way out, Joe. Just open the door. We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, you can, Jack Handel. It's like when you thought you couldn't see us. You just weren't looking the right way. Oh, well, what do you mean? I know you've been down, Joe, but eating a bullet from your own gun, it ain't the way. Ooh, stop trying to see with your eyes, you mook. Come over here where we are. Feel the sand blowing in the wind. Listen, you hear the waves crashing? Now look this way. You see the hill? Yeah, see those guns? They're the 88s. That's what we're gonna hit. Yeah, we'll go together. Yeah, like hell we will. But you lead. Yeah, that's right. I'll go first. Yeah, go as we went. Ride up, running full tilt, firing until you're all out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, hey, there's the hill, boys. Now I remember. You're a year overdue, Joe, and this is one draft that you can't die. Hey, there's the hill. Yeah. The guns out the defilade. Well, let's go, fellas. <laughs> let's kick off together. That sap ain't even shooting at us. I'm going in. Oh. What the? Where is he? Romeo, watch out for the gun. He's still smoking the air. He was just firing seconds ago, but... Be careful, Romeo. No, nah, no, nah, he's gone, Madge. He ain't in here. I don't get it. Where are the bullet holes? Private Joe Sacco took the gun, the bullet holes, and himself back to the deep old country. There's plenty more where he went to. He's finally back in good company. But don't worry, Romeo. He probably will turn up sooner or later. Everybody who dies here usually does. It's just another guest gone before checkout time. The Bella Vista Motel.
frequency. Signing off in three, two, one.